Well, hello and welcome to the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley Mitchell and Company. And I am Brad Beasley here with you on to take you on this journey today. And with me as always is David. Hello, David. Hey, Brad. How are you doing? Just fine. How are you? Doing all right. Well, we're in the middle of, uh, of tax season here for uh, Beasley Mitchell and Company. And it is uh, it's the myth of tax season. And so sometimes what happens during tax season is we're working so many hours. Everybody in the office is just grinding as hard as they can. It gets a little tiresome. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes. It, and it always gets tiresome. Exactly. Always gets tiresome. Uh, you know, a lot of times I end up seeing you more than I see my wife, which is just awful. I would say that's awful too. Cause <laughs> I don't like, I don't like seeing you more than you see your wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. And so sometimes what we have to do is kind of get creative around here and try to decide how we want to motivate ourselves. And obviously, like I said, in, in our case, motivating some of the employees and how to get through some of the daily grind. And one of the things we've done at Beasley Mitchell and Company is we brought in Akeem Robinson, and he right now is one of the assistant strength coaches at New Mexico State. Uh, we just got done having a, a fun baseball weekend and coaching the baseball team there. And so uh, Hakeem is a mental max out and talks to us about how to motivate each other. So welcome, Hakeem. Hey, thank you for having me. So Hakeem, give us a little bit of background. I know you played some football at Clemson, but kind of give us a quick speech about you know what you are and, and what you do. Well, yeah. So just being from Miami, Florida, uh, played high school football at Miami Carroll City. And the crazy thing about that was I only played one year of football. And I wanted to get out of Miami so bad that I was going to do whatever it took. And, you know, things just fell in the right place. We won state and Clemson saw the state championship game because I have no highlight film. And so they saw this game and I had a scholarship. And so from there, uh, went to Clemson, graduated with my first degree in three and a half, second degree got in a year and a half. And then after that, went to Missouri and got my master's degree in a year. And I've been coaching now wow. for the past seven years. So. so what are your degrees all in? Give us give us the list. I got, you know, what are oh, your degrees? Oh, okay, yeah. So the first one is in um, sociology, minor in communications. Okay. The second one is in parks and recreational tourism management. Okay. Minor in sociology. <laughs> and then the third, my uh, master's degree is in Positive coaching in sports psychology. Wow, that's well. That's exactly what we need here. Yeah, it's different than the one I use with my um, little league team, which is the negative coaching. The negative coaching. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why did you put on your shoes? Yes. Where is your hat? Where is your hat? We wear hats here. You know. So yeah, and, and of course, David and I coach uh, little kids soccer team, little kids baseball team, and it's a, a little bit different animal than trying to coach these big guys, right? You would think so, but at the end of the day, no, not really. You know, there's. They might not forget their hats, but they forget other things. You're like, where's your T-shirt? He's like, oh, I, I didn't know we were supposed to wear that. And you're like, okay. So, yeah, there might not be little kids with fruit fruit <laughs> slices and orange Capri Suns and things like that. But at the end of the day, they still kind of remind you of little kids. The best one was one time on the bench. This kid turned over and handed David some Skittles during the middle of the game. He goes, here you go, coach. Here's some Skittles. He's like, thanks. Where do, where were you holding those? <laughs> Soccer shorts don't have pockets. <laughs> <laughs> So we were just like, okay, well, you know, that's interesting. So how do you use your, your obviously a degree in sociology, you use it for a lot of your analysis that you're doing on, uh, on people and their reactions and, and your motivation stuff. How are you bringing some of that energy to some of the stuff with, uh, with collegiate athletes? Well, see, that's the beautiful thing about it. The athletes think that, oh, I can bring that energy when it's the game. Right. I can bring that energy when it's crunch time. Because every, every kid in their life, you know, every movie, they all, we all do the five, 
four, three, the shot goes up, crowd goes wild. We all do that. But nobody ever has an analogy or imagination about practice. <laughs> I'm going to do this 15. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. dribble this. I'm going to do this 15 times or I'm going to stay here until I get it right. Yeah. Nobody does that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the beautiful thing is I'm trying to bring them back to think like that. Right. I'm trying to bring them back to say, if you want to be that person in the game, you want to get to be that moment where people are looking at you to put up the big shot, um, be in the big moment, you have to prepare mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. You have to constantly prep yourself for that. And that's by just how you talk to yourself, how you look at yourself, how you view yourself. If you're not your biggest fan, we got some work to do. And that's what I teach my athletes all the time. <laughs> so how do you go from there? Because I know like, you know, there's, there's days where it's just, it's dragging. I tell myself, okay, we're just, we're just going to kind of, we're going to go through this. We're going to keep plugging, you know, we're going to get there, but gosh, it's sometimes it's just so hard to, to do that. What are some of the things that you, you know, try to bring out in people to say, all right, yep, you're tired, but here's what we're going to do to, to bring you up. Well, the first thing I think everyone, everyone, not just athletes have to understand is your self-talk is going to be the most important conversation you ever have. And so if you know that, and you go into practice, you go to preparation, film, and say, oh, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have to do this again. Oh, my gosh, I'm so exhausted. Then guess what you're going to get? Right. <laughs> guess who you're going to be when people look for you to deliver? And I'm not telling people to be, everything is awesome. I'm not right. telling people to be that guy either or person. But I am telling people to let's think about it in a different way. Instead of going negatively, because it's so easy to be negative. But it's right. hard to think. It's hard to actually think and say, I know I can scream. I know I can make an angry face, but actually smile. Right. Smile at the fact that I'm up, that I'm alive today, that I have this moment to be better. And so the first thing that we try to, I try to teach them is the fact that your self-talk is the most important conversation you're going to have. Then from there, it's just little things of saying, how are you influenced? Um, what are you viewing this moment as? Do you view this as, I have to do this? Do you view this as just football right. or are you viewing a much bigger picture? Right. Sometimes I believe taking people out of what they're in in that present moment mm -hmm. and making them step back. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you're in football practice. Yes, you're a football player. But can you imagine if you did the best you could every practice, you delivered your best every film session, every weight session, then guess who you're going to be when you go for that interview? Mm -hmm. Guess what kind of father you're going to be for your kids? Guess right. what kind of boss you're going to be for your coworkers because you practiced it for years. Right. <laughs> yep. And I, and I, one of the things I really appreciated, uh, we had Hakeem at, uh, at our annual kickoff meeting, uh, excuse me, not a staff meeting, extravaganza symposium, right? We had, uh, we had Hakeem at our firm's uh, event. And one of the things Hakeem that was so great that you had talked about was just, was being that positive attitude and being grateful for what you had. And you told a great story. And I'd love for you to tell it here about, you know, uh, a bed. And I remember that night going home and I remember laying in bed and I told my and wife, I thanking said, yourself for the bed. You know what? <laughs> thank, you I bed. thank you for my bed. And so that was the positive <laughs> influence you had on us that day. And then every day, you know, to me, that was a great story. Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is, and when people look at me and they're like, man, you're, you're a college strength coach and, and you're working with all these great athletes and you're going to these huge stadiums. That was the last thing on my mind because at that moment I was homeless. Right. And so my bedroom was my truck that I still drive till this day. And, and that was my room. That was where I had my food. That was where I had to figure out 
where am I going to sleep tonight? Right. <laughs> you know, where it's going to be safe and I won't be pulled over and things like that. And so from there, um, one of the people that I was working with, because that's when I just started coaching, he found out I was in my truck and he said, well, you can stay in my office. And this office that I'm in now was bigger than what I was sleeping. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so it was just, I couldn't believe I was in this situation. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe this was happening to me because like I said, I had two degrees. I had a master's degree. How is this even possible? Right. And then from there, my first bed after this three month thing of nothing was I had a bed, but I was living in a fraternity house with 60 guys <laughs> and I was their house dad. And wow. not only was I going to work, leaving, coming home at 7 p.m., I had to stay up until one, two o'clock and make sure all of them were good right. and that they were safe. Right. And to me, I loved every minute of it because I had a place to put my head. Right. I had safety, I had a bed. And I was so excited about this bed that that's when I made, I'm going to fold, I'm going to make my bed. So before I leave my house, I'm going to make my bed because that is the least I can say to my bed as a thank you. Right. And so every morning I make my bed and, and even to this day, me and my girlfriend, whoever leaves the house last, we make the bed. Right. <laughs> my wife and I do the same thing. We we make the bed together every morning and we kind of do it for that reason. One is, you know, we like to have it looking nice and pretty. And the one thing I'd heard one time was that make your bed, because at least if you've made your bed, even with as bad as your day went, you can come home to a nice made bed. And two, you can actually say you accomplished at least one thing today because you did make your bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, you know, that's the beautiful thing because I, I'm so strong and I, I believe so much on like, I don't use certain terms mm -hmm. because I don't even want to set myself up. So I don't use the term bad day right. because to me, I find it impossible that I've messed up every single thing for 24 hours. I know I brushed my teeth. There you go. I, I know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that I took care of that. And so the bed is the same thing. Yeah. And so you can have a bad moment, but when you go home, you're like, look how great you are. Look at that attention to detail. Look at that focus. And to me, that's, that's why you do those little things. So once again, you're listening to the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley Mitchell and Company here with Hakeem Robinson, uh, college strength coach. So how would you, if you were talking to some of the, our business clients and some of the business people that be listening today, how would you say, what are the few things that you would use to kind of motivate some staff who are like, you know, just in the grind, but you know, kind of just plugging through, but we want everybody to kind of take that next step to be happy. Take some ownership. Yeah. Ownership. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would tell a staff of this magnitude and just the amazing things you guys do is don't allow money to get old. And you're like, what do you mean? Don't allow money to get old. Well, if you just come into work and you're like, well, same old, same old, I'm, I'm just doing what I have to do. I just have to clock out. Then guess what? The money gets old. Your check gets old who you're helping gets old. The life you're changing gets old. So you have allowed money to get old. And so the way you combat that is you say, well, me putting together this tax season, the hours that I'm putting in is going to change someone's life. Because that's a, that's a fact. The, the hours that I'm putting in, it's going to put somebody in a better situation. The, the hours and the time I'm putting in with this great team, it's going to help a family be able to say, yes, we can. 
Mm-hmm. And so now guess what you've done? You've actually made money new. And guess what? It's done for you and your purpose and your check. You've now stopped making it be same old, same old. Right. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Not that's, yep. that's a great term. Don't allow money to get old. Cause I think everybody does that. We get into our routines, you start going. I know you say, Oh, all right. Like another call, I guess from over here. And I guess I got to take that. And okay. I wish this person would just understand, you know, what's going on. And, and I think that that's a great attitude there where you just need to take everything fresh and just get excited and just get energized because like you, I mean, instantly when I come in, I feel better when I see you. Oh yeah. You got I, a nice big I, yeah. smile and everything. I, I want an, I want an Akeem doll that I can just like pull the string on the back and I'm like, boom, I'm ready to go today. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. The We Are Money podcast, yeah. Hakeem doll, with yeah. a, you know, or, you know, me, I want a picture just, it's just, is cause it just says happiness. <laughs> and I just, I wish I could be like that all the time. And, and I, and I'm trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, even with me, like I said, when I was in my truck, I wasn't happy. But when I, I made I made my I am life poster, mm-hmm. and when I made that poster, that's who I'm practicing to be. That's who I'm trying to develop myself into. And so for me, that's my money, if you will, of not allowing myself to get old, of that every day that I'm up, I'm thankful for it. Every tomorrow I can see, I'm grateful if I can see it. I'm fun to be around. I'm a catch. I'm sexy and I know it, which was on there, <laughs> which I couldn't believe I wrote it at the time. And even till this day, I'm like, but yeah, now I know I am. But when I wrote it, I was like, am I? But yeah, now I know it. And that's how you allow yourself to, to become happier. Look at the little things and be so thankful. Right. And then people now feed off your energy because you have so much to give. Right. That's what I told my wife the other day. I was going in looking at the pantry and was looking for some snacks. And she's like, hey, you shouldn't be snacking. I said, no, I'm just looking for something salty. And she goes, why? I said, because I'm so sweet. Right. I need something to offset it. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, you're, 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 crazy. you're an idiot. Yeah. No, she wouldn't call me that. But <laughs> she, she should have called me. She should have called me. I would have called you. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, Hakeem, so thank you so much. And we've got a few other uh, segments. We'd love for you to stick around. But uh, once again, uh, guys, Hakeem Robinson will get the, his uh, Twitter uh, post up for everybody and uh, the mental max out. Yep. And like I said, maybe we can just kind of keep you coming on this podcast if yeah. you have us because yes. it's just a lot of time, got a you know, lot of energy, and it just makes it a whole lot of fun. So, Hakeem, thank you very much. No, thank you for having me, guys, and what you guys are doing and how you guys are changing lives. It's an amazing thing to see. It's an amazing thing to be a part of. And just thank you for allowing me to see something put together so well done. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. And now we're going to move on to my favorite segment of our podcast, If Brad Ruled the World. It's time for If Brad Ruled the World. All right, Brad. Okay. So now we're going to check and we're going to bring in here our producer, Natalie. Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. I noticed that you didn't want to be in front of the camera this time. Yeah, not this time. I'm better behind the camera. Okay. Yeah, I'm usually better in a dark room. <laughs> yes. That's how we usually like Brad, but unfortunately, this is as low as these room, yes. room lights go. There you go. Okay, All so Natalie, right. you're going to ask me questions and uh, certain things, whether uh, what I would do if I was in charge of the world. That's correct. Awesome. Are you ready for your questions? Yes. All right. So number one. Bookkeeping is the only English word to contain three sets of double letters back to back. If you could make one word our worldwide word, what would it be? One word 
worldwide word. Okay, let me think about this. Some of my favorite words are typewriter, because it's the one thing you can type on the very top level of the keyboard. That's a fun word. Um, my longest word that I know is disestablishmentarianism. It's only because I misspelled it in like seventh grade when I was spelling test. But you still can't spell it. Still can't. Yeah, absolutely. It starts, with a, starts with a D and I think it ends with an M somewhere yeah. in there. But uh, in the middle, it's just a bunch of letters. Um, gosh, okay. The favorite word of the world. Well, we have Akeem here, so it's got to be positive, right? It's got to be positive. I was thinking mm-hmm. phenomenal. Phenomenal? I like that. Arugula. Like arugula? No, let's not go with arugula. It's like kale. No, yeah. let's not do that. Yeah, let's go with positive. How about that? Positive. Yes. All right. I like it. Okay. Question number two. The inventor of bubble gum was an accountant. If you could invent one thing to help better your world, what would it be? I did not know. Did you know that, David? No. Did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, I, I he did. needed something to do while he was sitting there preparing tax returns. And <laughs> why would I mean? I'm surprised an accountant would put something they didn't know in their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. What could I invent that would make my life a lot easier? Quite honestly. I think that instantaneous travel, like like Star Trek, beam me up wherever we go, would would make my life so much easier because I feel sometimes the the time I don't want to say wasted, but the time spent getting from point A to point B when I feel like I could be productive doing a lot of other things would be nice. But I wouldn't want to get rid of travel completely because there are some times where I enjoy that fifteen or twenty minutes in a car, rethinking, getting recharged. Well, I think that's good because, you know, I'm, I'm tired of waiting for the airlines to lose my luggage and just them to do it right away. Right. So, <laughs> yes, I know what you would. I know. Can I, can I, if, yes, if David, yes. if you, Dave, if David ruled the world and could come up with one thing is automatically getting your order correct at all food stores. Yes, I, I have. <laughs> that is a superpower of mine that, um, if you're ever with me ordering at any restaurant or anything, um, there's probably a 90% chance they're going to get my order wrong <laughs> and, and, and not wrong, like completely like wrong. Like completely, completely wrong. Just for an example, we were trying out these uh, these new, um, you know, where you're ordering off the app and having it delivered to you. Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm not even communicating to this somebody. I'm typing it into a computer that prints out exactly what they need. They don't know it's you. They don't know it's me. <laughs> so it's not like they have some vendetta against me or anything. But then it, like we got one and all the drinks were completely wrong and there was an extra sandwich. So uh, I was upset that the drink was wrong because I really wanted the drink. But the bright side was I got an extra sandwich. So it kind of worked out, but yeah, that's it, like it, a special power. Yeah, it, like it, it is. And I actually, it actually happened to one of my friends. I was calling him on the phone. He's like, well, I'm ordering here. So my order to get rid. I said, I don't know, man, I'm on the phone with you here. And he was at Chick-fil-A and they got it wrong. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, Just what about you, Hakeem? What would you invent? Oh, wow. What would I invent? Um, I think I would invent something. I, I love, I love talking. I, I love communication. And so if I if I can, I will try to bum off your idea, uh-huh. just a faster way to connect with somebody. Because I think sometimes we lose communication of like, oh, you didn't hear what I said. And I'm like, no, I heard what you said, but I interpreted it this way. So it's almost like a way to understand people clearer, kind of like your kind of like your misorder uh-huh. deal, you know, like some reason people are missing what you're really saying. And so to me, I think that'll just make a lot of things easier if we had some kind of way to say, this is what I'm saying, to especially athletes. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's exactly what you're saying? I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> right. Because that's what I miss all the time. <laughs> I love it. Maybe love like it. the football helmets that you have to the quarterback. Yeah. Everybody have a, has that. Every everybody microphone has in their helmet, <laughs> so why not? <laughs> I, I don't know. I had a client one time that had an earpiece that 
had a microphone directly connected to his spouse. And I thought that was the worst idea I'd ever <laughs> in my life. I couldn't imagine that. Um, but it's an interesting. So next one. Those are awesome answers. All right. So question number three, the world has run out of water and you must choose a liquid to replace it. What are you replacing water with? Well, you can't liquefy chili cheese Fritos. Yeah. So we're, I don't that, know. That would just be kind of weird. Maybe we should have invented so that in the last question. We're out of water. What would it be? I don't know. It's not a really a children's show, right? So I can go with like Dos Equis. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> right? I think I'd go with Dos Equis. David, what about you? I'm not really a, a beer person. For me, for me, it's just um, like tea and Mm-hmm. I mean, but but I guess you couldn't make it if you didn't have water. Yeah. So well, Hakeem, he's got his energy drink here. Yeah. I mean, I got to imagine something like that, right? Yeah, the, to me, it would be like a Gatorade. Like to, I'm around that if I'm not around water. So for me, and especially just living the lifestyle I live, Gatorade, I think that'll be better. We get get our electrolytes, you know, mm-hmm. keep it going, get a little bit more energy too. So yeah, yeah. Hakeem's <laughs> got his six pack on his belly. I've got a keg. You know, and I got the beer pack. <laughs> we're beer still pack. getting full. We're, we're still, still good. We're still <laughs> good. We're still Everybody's good. staying hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. You've discovered a time machine and get to transport our world to any time period in the past. What era are we going to? I, my favorite movie is Tombstone. I love the idea of like the old West as, as long as there was bathrooms and showers, like, you know, you look at it and it looks all nice that they're all happy and they're doing this stuff. Because like, they get to shower during takes. <laughs> but I got to imagine it smelled terrible. But like, if you could get yes. rid of that piece, like I'm going to transport where we're at, but we also have showers and bathrooms. I, I love the like romanticist idea of, you know, the old West and the cowboys and the man and the, and the, and the white hat and the horse and all that. I just, that's what I think. What about you, Dave? You just want wipes. What about you? Well, I, that's the thing that always gets me when you look back on them is like, you know, cause I'm like, like even when I got deployed to the middle East and everything, I was like, okay, where's my bathroom at? I need, I need to find where that is just so I'm ready to go. And there's sometimes where it's just like, I'm not going. So, um, <laughs> um, and, and, that's, and that's it. So, um, I don't know. Awesome. It'd, be, it'd be tough because I kind of like where we are right now as, as far as that because, you know, I, about five feet down there, I got a bathroom to go to. I know. Okay. Fair enough. Um, for me, you know, this might sound crazy, but I was born in like 85. Mm-hmm. But I would love to just kind of be in the middle of it because I will always had a thing about break dancing and boom boxes. And I, I just love the music from the eighties and the you and the, yeah, yeah, the I mean, you, <laughs> I, I just love kind of that era of like, mm-hmm. it's an attitude. There's a, there's a rock to it. It was so many yeah. things going on. So I would like to go back to that point of just like, you're expressing your style through dance, through your music. And it, right. like you feel it. That's what, that's where I'll go back to. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. It's always fun to have those. All right. Last one. All right, last one. So we're only allowed to have one type of weather throughout the year. What type of weather are you choosing? San Diego. <laughs> San Diego weather. Um, yes. 72, little humidity, slight breeze. I'm good with that. Um, even though I enjoy the weather well, where we're located here in New Mexico, we get nice and hot, but you also get cold too. But I, I just, I like 72 in San Diego. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I I don't like being next to the, uh, I, I actually don't mind like Tucson and Phoenix kind of area and that it's, it's a little warm, but I'd rather it be really hot than anything cold. I just get angry when it's cold, okay. which didn't work well when I lived in Nebraska. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, but you complained about Djibouti being 130 degrees. Though, okay, right? I, I said I said warm and hot, not like <laughs> sweltering. Oh my gosh, that was 98 percent humidity and 115 degrees. And oh yeah. man, Hakeem, okay, yeah. you've you've lived in a couple of humid places and yeah. hot oh, places. Yeah, but I'm going back to you? Miami. I'm going back to Miami because yeah. that's kind of like your San Diego thing. Uh-huh. I, I I miss the 78 degrees on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little chill of a breeze, uh-huh. but it's seventy eight degrees. Right. That's that's good. I can still go to the beach if I want to, you know. And it's good humidity. And people are like, well, what about sweating? I'm like, I rather know that I'm at least staying hydrated yes. instead of just being dry. So for me, that Miami seventy eight, humid too, but that's what I want. Nice, nice. Well, thank you. And that would that this uh, concludes the If Brad Ruled the World. We are the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley, Mitchell and Company. And so next, the uh, next segment is David's Legal Corner brought to you by Beasley Legal. Information contained on David's Legal Corner is provided as a general public service. The listeners, if any, are advised to check for changes to current law and to consult with an attorney. David's Legal Corner does not specialize in litigation and or the filing of lawsuits. The administration of lawsuits and law briefs are only handled in conjunction with law socks, law shoes, law shirts, and law ties. While David's Legal Corner tries to be a mitigator of liability for clients, David's Legal Corner is not a litigator, investigator, interrogator, navigator, alligator, little gator, big gator, Florida gator, John Deere gator, or Gatorade. When coordinating clients to such trial attorneys to prepare their answer to a complaint, it is customary to state, see you later, litigator. So we always have a, a disclaimer that we have to that we have to put here just so that we're not that offering awesome. legal advice. <laughs> and so what we're going to talk today about is I talked about you know it's a discussion of some outrageous lawsuits. And what brought this on is there was there was two lawsuits. One that was a, as a new one, and one that I was became aware of with my new associate um, was telling me um, there's a lawsuit which is United States um, Gerald Mayo versus Satan and his staff. I'm sorry. I thought you said Satan. I did say Satan and his staff. Somebody actually, and this was actually a 1971 case where somebody sued Satan (laughs) for saying he had too much impact on his life and was ruining his life. Oh, wow. And the judge took this. It was dismissed, but it was dismissed on procedural grounds because there is no place to adequately serve Satan. Because whenever you sue somebody, you have to go to either where their primary address is, where their business is located, and serve them. But there was no way to serve Satan so he could actually be a part. Well, I think that oh wow, logistically, I think that's kind of a it's it's hard. I think the issue is getting back from serving Satan. I, yeah. I certainly think yes. I could yeah. hand. I'm certainly I'm hey, sure so. there's an attorney that I could hand a subpoena to, and they could probably get the hell. Get, get, yeah. get <laughs> but they're probably not coming back to let you know that they served him. So you know, but I yeah. mean, like you always yeah. say, you always told me that you could indict a ham sandwich. Yeah, you can. But, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. and, and so some of these are just just crazy. Like this new one, which brought this on. Is is actually what's called an anti antinatalism claim. Antinatalism. Antinatalism. There is a plaintiff that's in a current lawsuit, 27-year-old Raphael Samuel, that um has basically sued his parents for not getting his consent to bring him into this world. <laughs> okay. And so, so right now this is actually in the court. There is something that is being filed. Yes. For them to do this. So taking up court time. So when so think about this when somebody asks me. Well, can I get sued for that? Well, yeah, <laughs> you can get sued for about anything. Yeah, it turns oh, out, yeah. turns out, my kids can sue me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for just having them, having them, wow, without that's, their consent. So. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So, what is he trying to seek in damages there, Dave? So, is he in, trying to seek damages, or he's trying to get his parents arrested, or what? No, he was actually he, to do? he was actually trying to seek. I thought it was about three hundred thousand dollars in damages. <laughs> is um, this because he lost out on inheritance? Is this his well, back end? No, way he of trying actually to get is it? not a not a 
he, he said he doesn't have anything against his parents. He's just, he didn't agree to be brought into this world to have to be productive and pay bills, etc. Okay, so, so this goes back to so, the so, power of positive so, energy. So this guy shows up, has a 98 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> how, how do we get him to show up to practice? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a new one right there. Wow. That is a new one. And, he, you know, he's just got to... You just got to work with what you have, and that's the thing. You just got to work with what you have. Well, like I said, this is good. That that's that's a pretty good statement on our society where he's just because he actually has to produce and and create income. He's upset. Yeah. Yeah. And and so just real quick, going in there, I have the top ridiculous lawsuits of 2018. Okay. I'm not on there, right? Like nothing. I I checked, and you, no one from our family that we know of is on here. They may be like distant relatives, but okay. We do have some Tennessee blood, so. So number 10, a man sued Starkist Tuna because it, it and the cans have a heart, an American Heart Association heart checkmark logo on it, and he claims the logo tricks people into thinking their tunier, tuna is healthier than other brands because okay. it has the heart on there. So, okay. A woman sued Canada Dried Ginger Ale for fooling customers because the soda doesn't contain real ginger. Okay. okay. Two customers sued McDonald's for $5 million because they wanted a discount for their burgers after asking for no cheese. For five million. Five million. That's that's enough to buy over one point three million quarter pounders. With cheese. With <laughs> without cheese. Paradise obsessed customers sue uh, Kona Brewer because they thought all of their beer was brewed only in Hawaii, even though it clearly lists Oregon and New Hampshire. A jury awarded a tow truck driver five point two million after he claimed he was injured by battery acid clearing an accident, even though his medical records show that he told doctors it was just fire ant bites. Wow. <laughs> Um, a French waiter in Canada sued his employer after being fired for his rude and disrespectful attitude because he said rudeness is a trait of his culture and he is being discriminated against. Wow. Okay. So what? Yeah. So this this kills me because because you see this a lot. I mean, Hakeem, I'm yeah. sure you see it with the, the sports stuff, but even in ours, you know, well, that's just how we are. Yeah. No, you control your actions yes. every day, right? Every day. Doesn't matter. Every single day. Here we go, Brad. Here's one. A lonely 69-year-old Dutch man claimed his age makes him less desirable on Tinder, so he is suing to legally change his age to 49 to make him more attractive. So that's really <laughs> funny, but I actually I'd like to go back to the very beginning of your statement. Why would you think that, like, what, what is what, what is that? You think because I'm old, David, that I'd like to change my age? No, I just said you like this one. Not, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to bring out your insecurities. Oh, yes. I'm going, wait a second. But that, uh, you know. That is funny. I think I remember reading that one where the guy just said that the age is just a number and it's how he feels and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, it's actually a fact. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't change the fact that I'm 40. I'd love, you know, mentally, I think I'm 12. You know, I feel 25, but, you know, I, I'm factually 40. So, yep. So that's just a list and we'll, we'll come up with some more as this comes along, if anything else comes there. But um, that's just one thing. I don't do a whole lot of litigation, but when I get pulled into these things, I'm always reminded of, of different things that can always happen. Here. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's go to the best code ever. Fibonacci binary the internal revenue code what will it allow the best code ever this is a great segment we have the best code ever where we uh actually i see we natalie our producer comes up with uh three sets of laws 
and there are four laws with each set. And one of these, Hakeem, is fake. So three of them are real. One of them is fake, and the goal is to guess the fake one. Okay. Okay, so these are all outrageous ones. So, Natalie, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead. All right, so number one. In Victoria, Australia, only a qualified electrician can change a light bulb. So it's illegal to change it yourself unless you are a qualified electrician. Okay. Number two. Winnie the Pooh is banned from playgrounds in Poland because local authorities say Winnie is inappropriate for children because he is half naked. That's true. (laughs) That has to be true. That has to be true. Okay. (laughs) Number three. It is illegal to eat roadkill in most states within the U.S. And finally, number four. The Chinese government deemed it illegal for Tibetan monks to reincarnate without the government's permission. That's just funny. Oh, wow. Okay, so we have Australia, light bulb, Winnie the Pooh, Poland, roadkill illegal, and the Tibetan monks. Um, which one do you think is fake, David? I'm going to go with the monks. Okay. Yeah. Ha- Hakeem? I'm going to go with the uh, Winnie the Pooh. You think Winnie the Pooh is fake? I think the roadkill being illegal is fake. I think it's a trick thing that Natalie's doing because I think it is legal to as long as you're the one that hit it. As long as you're the one that hit it. I mean, I don't know. That's that's what I think. Okay. All right. You're not allowed to catch on to me, Brad, because that is legal. It's legal to eat roadkill in most states within the U.S. All right. So one for me. Nice. But let's talk about in Australia that you have to have a licensed person just to change a light bulb. Let me give you one quick story about that. It goes back to my my thoughts on on union labor. When I was working in the casino industry, I was working in the office that I had, and the light was the fluorescent lights. And one of the lights was flickering, and it kept flickering, as fluorescent lights do when they need to be replaced. So I called down to facilities, and I said, hey, need a uh, light bulb changed. Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, so I waited a day, waited two days, waited three days, called again, hey, need you to change this light bulb, man. It's really annoying me. It's flickering. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So I knew where the facilities was. I knew these guys. So I just walked down there, grabbed a light bulb, jumped on my desk, changed the light bulb, came back. Two weeks later, mm-hmm. they showed up with the light bulb, said, we're here to change your light bulb. I said, I already fixed it. What'd you do? I went down to facilities, grabbed me a light bulb and changed it. Oh, we're going to turn you in for a union violation because they had to have three people show up, two to hold the ladder and when one to install the light bulb under the union contract. So that's my fun little story on that. Oh, wow. So, all right. So that's why you left Las Vegas. So that's why I left Las Vegas. I like, couldn't stand the light bulb situation. So, all right, Natalie, go ahead. Next the one. light bulb. Right. <laughs> I got ran out of town. Over yeah. light bulb. All right. So, set number two, first law. In England, it is illegal to die within the House of Parliament. Number two, in certain states in the U.S., it is illegal to wear a colander on your head for your driver's license photo. Number it, three, it is legal? It is illegal. Illegal. Okay. Okay. Number three, kissing in a vehicle is illegal in Ebola, Italy. And finally, number four, in Melbourne, Australia, it is illegal to vacuum your house between the hours of 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. during the week and 10 p.m. and 9 a.m. on the weekends. Okay. Dine in Parliament, colander, colander, for your pictures, kissing illegally in a car, and uh, illegal use of the vacuum. Hakeem, which one do you think is fake? I'm going to go with the colander one on this one. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with um, kissing in the car is illegal. I have to go with kissing in the car as well because, I mean, it, it isn't Italy where you have like Ferraris and Bugattis and things like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean, the whole reason. That's the whole reason the you have those cars, isn't so it? So that a girl will kiss you. <laughs> yes. I mean, how else do you get them? <laughs> 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 so they're, 
Okay. All right. So, Akeem, you are correct. It no. is totally legal to wear a colander on your head for your driver's license photo if you so choose. <laughs> so I, I know so what you I'm take doing. You've got to take your glasses off, but you're going to have a colander on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Awesome. And our last set of laws. Number one, in Florida, it is illegal to shoot fish as a form of fishing. Number two, in Oklahoma, it's illegal to have a sleeping donkey in your bathtub after 7 p.m. And you, you can have it, just not after seven. And it can't be sleeping. And it can't, it can't be, be sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> in your bathtub. Wake up, okay. Wake okay. up, wake up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of elements to that one. Yeah, there's a lot. Number three, it is illegal to flush the toilet after 10 p.m. in Switzerland. And number four, in Scotland, it's illegal to deny someone access to the bathroom in your home. Wow. Okay, well, these all sound hmm. fake, but they also say they all could be true, too, at the same time. I know, these they're very really good. good. Very good, very well put together, Natalie. So hats off to you on these. I'm gonna say because it's so outrageous, the Oklahoma sleeping donkey has got to be fake. That's my thought, David. Yeah, I think I think you're allowed to have it in your bathtub. Okay, especially yeah. at seven. Fair. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, okay, Hakeem, which one? I, I think I'm gonna side with you guys on that one too about the donkey. Okay, in but, the bathtub. But <laughs> you know which? But because only here's my reason is because I really want the flushing after 10 p.m. in Sweden to be a, a real law <laughs> because I just think that's <laughs> hilarious. All right, go ahead. So in Florida, it's illegal to shoot fish as a form of fishing is fake. So you can shoot fish as a form of fishing. It's totally legal. Fish in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. I guess that's where it came from. Yeah. Right? So it from is Florida. illegal to have a donkey in your bathtub after 7 p.m. in Oklahoma. And then it's illegal wow. to flush your toilet after 10 o'clock in Sweden? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So you just let it... Fester? Fester, I, I guess. Just You're breaking sure. the law. Breaking the law. I mean, I guess it's after you flush it, after you, yeah. <laughs> breaking the law. <laughs> what That's rebels? amazing. Another, rebels? another bandit. <laughs> well, that sounds good. We are the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley, Mitchell, and company. Um, but that was a great episode, guys. Thank you so much, Hakeem. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Can you give us one little parting shot of positive energy or some type of uh, thought for the day that we can carry us in for the rest of the day? Oh, well, okay, well. If you think you can, or you think you can't, you're probably right. So you'd rather be the guy to say you can. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's super good. Hakeem, thank you so much for joining us. David, you got anything in parting shots? No. Nope. He's, not the best, he's not the best co-host in the country for nothing, folks. <laughs> Those are really paying off. <laughs> that broadcast school is really paying off. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us today on the We Are Money podcast. Stay tuned. Follow us on YouTube with the videos that we're producing. Follow us on uh, Twitter at, at Beasley Mitchell and Company. Thanks, guys, and make it a great day.